He's had a great two games. He's he's the next thing. He's awesome. This is LA Kings Fan Talk with Rodney, Rob, Darren, Mike, and Joe. All right, boys, it's time to address the Kings' home ice misery. Rob, why do the Kings keep losing at home? Oh, wow. Uh, I I don't have an answer. I really don't. Um, You can sit there and say, you know, just a little lazy, you know, being at home at the beach, just a little too relaxed. I don't know. Maybe, maybe we're just better when other teams match up against us. And when we, maybe the coach, maybe it's, it's the line matching isn't up to par. I have no clue. Just it is, it is noticeable that we play a little differently and uh, right. they need to, they need to wake up. That's I mean, do sure. we do we need to put the boys up at the JW Marriott across the street the night before the game or something? I don't I, know. I, I don't know. Yeah. Darren, what do you think? Yeah, I think uh, what Rob said is true. We definitely play differently. I think it also helps our or doesn't help that we've had, I think, a slightly stronger opponents at home. Besides the Flyers, I think everyone we've played has been right around the playoff mark versus on the road we've played, you know, guys who are or teams who are maybe fringe playoff teams. You know, we play, we played a couple of good teams on the road as well. You know, Vegas and Toronto, but um, the rest of the teams we played on the road have been kind of closer to the fringe than contenders. So that probably doesn't help or hurt us either way. Um, but yeah, we definitely just don't show up to start those games. It seems, and I think that's the problem: is the start usually, and we get behind the eight ball, and sometimes it's hard to get out behind it. Joe, what do you think? I think it's pure coincidence. Uh, yeah, uh, I don't. Yeah, I don't really. I don't think you can uh, just uh, say that uh, they're bad at home. They're bad away. Well, you can't obviously because they've lost games. Point being is, uh, I think uh, I'll uh, echo the same uh, thoughts from the rest of the group. Uh, they are playing different at home, but I also don't think that there's any rhyme or reason for it. So um, I will say Rodney's been in a few of the home games uh, so far this season. So I'll uh, put it on him. <laughs> they just yeah, don't you... seem to be playing as good as a team at home and they're, they're not scoring. So maybe they're, I don't, it makes no sense to me other than, what everybody talks about are their distractions, you know, being at home. I don't know. I, I like, I like Joe's answer. I, I, I tend to agree of there is no, it's coincidence right now. It's too small of a sample size right now. So let, or at least I'm hoping, how's that? I'm hoping this is just a coincidence. And so I feel like, to, I feel like it happened on. last year too, right? Wasn't it the same last year? Didn't we start off like terribly at home? 
to start the season. Well, and by they the started end of the year, terribly in general, I think. Yeah, last year, the year yeah. they lost the first six games, and then won the next six games, or was that two years ago? Mm, that was last year. Yeah, I, yeah. But that. either way, like we had a we had a slow start at home, specifically. I think it was much worse at home for like 10, 12 games. Last year, we lost three of our first four home games. Last year, yeah. Okay. But I feel like it was the same. It was a similar situation. Like we felt like, oh, we can't win at home. We can't win at home. And then by the end of the season, I don't think it was. No one made a mention of it. Like it was, it was fine. So I, I think it's not that big of a deal. But yeah, I mean, it could be worse. We could be the uh, Edmonton Oilers. <laughs> hey All right, so we talked about this on the last show a little bit, talking about the changes to the second and third line. Uh, obviously, the Kings felt like they had to make a change as well, but they went about it a bit differently than what we talked about. I think we suggested swapping Laferriere and Kaliev, and instead they swapped what, Fiala and Kaliev. Yeah. So... uh who wants to go first on this? Talk. What, what do you think about these line changes here? I, I'll go. All right. Uh, um, I think. Well, what had what McClellan had said is, he specifically did it because he just wants more out of Dubois and Fiala. He just doesn't think there was there's synergy there yet anymore. Or he's probably been wanting to change, but yeah. you, everyone knows as well. If they just follow a team, he will not change lines if we win. Right. And we were on a win streak, so we come home, we lose. It's like, okay, now I can do what I've been wanting to do because we've lost finally. And, and I don't I, – I think it's just uh, exactly what he says. I just want to get people going, and we're going to have to shake things up a little bit. Um, I, don't, I don't know. Like, I don't know if I like – Dubois with Leferrier and Kaliev. I, I don't know if I like that all too much, but it is what it is. And I, th I think the only reason why he did it is because we finally lost. Yeah. Agreed. Joe, what do you think? Uh, yeah, I think it uh, obviously has not mattered at all. Um, it hasn't produ produced results. So, um, that said, it is interesting that uh, Fiala last year, you could move him up and down the lineup to get lines going, and now we're doing the inverse. Although, I mean, he's still putting up points, so um, the biggest concern there is the, no the uh, notorious PLD. Uh, where is he? And I'm not a hater yet. Uh, rooting right. for the guy, uh, I won't be a hater regardless. We're, um, we're but at the same time, you're paying him how much? No, I just the thing is, like, it's so frustrating. Is like when you see the guy play live, he's such a big frame, skates well, opening night. Uh, I don't know if he scored the goal opening night or whatever, where he just kind of manhandled a couple people, one hands the puck towards the net. Was that opening night, or maybe it was after that? But regardless, I think it was. I think you're right, Joe. I think it was opening. Like, yeah, it's it's uh, disappointing, but at the same time, 
got a lot of uh, racetrack here, and you know the Kings are in a good spot. They could be the Edmonton Oilers, but they're not. Um, <laughs> dealing a lot more with lesser talent. Um, but uh, yeah. Anyways, I'll leave it at that. But I don't know. It's it's weird. That, like when your fourth line is the one line that you don't want to uh, shuffle up, <laughs> uh, or they could have negative consequences. If you shuffle that up. Right. Line and one and line game. four, solid. Darren, what do you think? Uh, I I think I echo what Rob said, where it's like, this isn't what I would have done. But I also hope he sticks with this for, if they're not going to, if they're going to keep LaFerriere on the team, which obviously there's no indication that they're not. Um, I think sticking with this for another game or two, just to see if the chemistry builds, because they did that. And I think even... Uh, the coach said, like, we haven't had practice, so we don't know how these guys are going to gel together. And he said, we're going to have a lot of practice these next couple of days, so they'll get some time together to to see how it works. So I hope he sticks with it for a game or two, but he's also not afraid to change it up again if it, if it doesn't work. All right, let's talk about some positives here. After 14 games, the Kings are 8-3-3. Three, and three. Still pretty damn good. And Fagamo is back with the organization. Darren, what are your thoughts on Sammy's return, and will he get a shot with the big club before Arby comes back from injury? I doubt it. I, I think he's more of a depth guy who I think they're hoping for next year to be an NHLer. If is Lewis, he's only signed one year, right, for Lewis. Um, so I, if they're, I think they're hoping that Lewis is a one-year thing, and then. Fogamo can step into that spot or, or maybe even a third line role kind of thing. Um, I, I think it would take how many injuries in front of him, you know, you got Jad, you got Turcotte and then probably Fogamo. So depends what they're looking for. I think he's third for injury replacement unless he like really lights up the, the AHL right now. But I think it was more of a comfortability thing. Like he's their draft pick. They traded up to get him. So I think that's why they claimed him back. Yeah. Joe, what do you think? I don't think I don't think he could do anything worse than, I mean, the Laferriere kids done well. Looks like an NHL player, but he's not producing, and not going to crap on him for not producing, particularly because the people around him who are uh, full fledged NHL players are not. They're both on our uh, not hot list right but now. But I would like to go with the uh, arithmetic of we do not have enough right-handed shots on our team. And that could potentially lead to something positive. Rob, what do you think? Yep. Um think lots of things. Um, Fogmo, he's, he shoots the puck really, really well. He's right-handed. He's 23 years old. Um, I think, uh, who am I thinking of? Martin Chromiak is only 21. They're, he's getting them back just keeps our depth there. You know, it, it allows a guy like Chromiak another year of getting better in the AHL because Fogmo will be able to to fill in for Laferriere um, pretty easily. I, th- I, th- I honestly think Fogmo is 
could be as good as Arvidsson one day. I, I, I'm glad he's back because he can shoot the puck. He really and, and he did score with the rain his first game back. Yes. And he was very happy to be back with the Kings organization, both the Kings and the, and the rain. He's super happy to be back on the rain. And, yep. um, Guess who assisted on his, on his goal? Who was it, Darren? Clark. Clark. Yeah, Brent Clark. That's Thank right. you. I want to go off on a little, it's a little still the same subject a little bit because it has to deal with LaFerriere, but it also has to deal with, I, there's some things that are going on still that I, I just hate people that stake claim to, to certain players and, and, you know, all the people that were sucking LaFerriere off. It's okay to be wrong about guys. It, it's okay to be wrong. All right. Um, it's just, I hate it when people sit there and say, hey, we, we've we won six games on the road. We're going to be Stanley Cup champions. Hey, uh, LaFerriere, he's had a great two games. He's he's the next thing. He's awesome for two games. It's like, and now here we are. He's the least productive king on the roster right now. England has more points than he does. And England is a third-pairing goon he's the goon on our team he's so and hot he right now england's so hot <laughs> right now so all you guys that sit there just just fall in love so quickly just chill out so let the let the boy breathe and now it's like i i like i don't want to crap on anybody i don't want to sit there and say i told you so you know i just watch the games and let the guys be the guys man i think the farrier it comes down to two like you can be right and still say like he was great for these five games and i'm excited for his future but he's not doing it right now and he could probably be sent down but people are so strong in their convictions of like no he's an nhler it's like yeah, yeah he will be an nhler and he has glimpses but this happens with every rookie yep. like look at every young team you know <laughs> Connor I mean? like, look at look at, look, look at no just look at the byfield what what he's going through right Everyone Byfield. sits there and thinks he's the great that he's better than Tim Stutzla. I love Byfield, but I'm not dumb enough to say he's better than Tim Stutzla. He's not. Right. Not right hey, now. But look at how many be. points he has this year. Stutzla scored 30 goals last year. He's a he is a 30 goal NHL scorer. Yeah. He, so everyone that sits there and just uh, people like to argue just I don't know, because like hearing their own voice, sort of like us, I guess, right? <laughs> <laughs> All right, upcoming schedule. Who do we got, Rob? <laughs> All right, so last time we talked, we had uh, five games coming up. We we're talking about the 10 points. Right now, we are three games with three points. So finishing up those last two games – Florida Panthers and St. Louis Blues. Those are both at home. Then we will be going on the road for Arizona Coyotes and the Anaheim Ducks. So we really don't go too far. So our next four games, Panthers, Blues, Coyotes, Ducks. I think we could get, I think we could get hot here. I'm thinking uh, we finally start winning at home and we get all eight points in the next four games. Heard it here first. 
I'm with you. I think we get hot. We go four in a row. All right. Yeah. Darren, what do you think? How many points? I think same thing, eight points. I said last time I said we were going to get nine. Um, that Philadelphia game was disappointment, but if we had you know, got that game, we'd be right on track for that. But I think it's uh, the kick in the pants we needed, and we're going to get back on track. Well, Joe's not a follower. There's no way he's going to go with eight. You know, So, Joe, how many points are we getting in the next four? Yeah, um, not optimistic about the uh, Coyotes or Ducks. So I'll go with like five points. Uh, I feel like it would be a natural progression for the Kings to win the next two home games and then lose horribly against either one of the Coyotes or the Ducks. Probably the Ducks, one of the Coyotes, but I still feel like they'll get a point out of uh, one of those two. Um, oh no, the ducks suck too. Uh, along with the Oilers, you know it's a, it's a shame about uh McTavish because I, I wanted the Kings to draft him because uh yeah I really liked him and now that he's on the Ducks now I have to hate him. So is he, uh, is I hate he him. allowed to like is he allowed to not wear a helmet just because his <laughs> <laughs> is he grandfathered in? Sorry, you can cut that out. <laughs> Random thoughts, anything? Kopitar looks good in his... Yeah. Uh, so, like, on the who's hot or who's not, he, he could have been on there easily. A surprise, that was kind of some... He, oh, could, saying, he could always he, be on there. He's looking good in his uh, neck protection. Yeah. You know what, what's funny is is that the neck protectors they're wearing now, it, it looks like it's the same color as, as whatever the undershirt is, so it kind of looks like back in the 80s and early 90s when... Alexi when, Yashin. Yeah, when players wore turtlenecks. Right. So like Wayne Gretzky vibes, Frank and uh, Michelle Petit for any of you old schoolers out there. Yashin, yeah. So, reminds me of that. Darren, you can uh, go ahead and look that up on the History Channel when you get a chance. <laughs> I'll look it up. That's from when I was like one and two years old, I assume. So yeah, uh, I'll watch the grainy film on YouTube from uh, back when it was what, like 480p. So Alexa Yashin was the guy. Uh, that I first saw during warmups cover a puck with his blade, flip it over and it, and the puck be on his blade and then him do the whole lacrosse up and down flip, flip. He he's the first person I ever seen do that during warmups. Thanks for that memory, Rob, because I was just about to say last uh, segment of the day, random Kings memories through history. Joe, you're up. Uh, I'm gonna go with uh, yeah. I don't. I don't know. I'm gonna go with like a vague memory of John Sim uh, getting interviewed uh, outside of the ring while the warmups were going on, and I just wanted to say John Sim. <laughs> well, you did it! Congratulations, Darren. <laughs> random Kings memory throughout history. Do you, what, what do you got? Uh, oh, I got another one. R.I.P. Roman Czechmonic. Wow, he was before my time, but but R.I.P. R.I.P. Thanks for taking a happy segment and turning yeah, it to yeah. the dark side. There, you're welcome. Yes, shout out to Roman. He uh, he did good. He did decent for us. That uh, what season season and a half he was with us. Yeah. All right, let's start this again for Rob. Rob, random King's memory throughout history. What do you got? 
All right, it'll be our memory. Oh, I love this one. I love this one. Brett Hull yes. walking up double-fisted, has a beer in each hand, and stops you and I to ask where Morton Steakhouse is at. Because he's going to meet Luke Robitaille there. Because right? he's, awesome. he's he said Lucky told me it's right down the street, and he's out there wandering downtown L.A. Yeah. with two beers in his hand. Yeah, three sheets of the wind, for sure. Yep. Yeah. Did you oh, at least awesome. ask to take a sip off of one of his no, beers? No, but when when I went to reach to shake his hand, he put one beer underneath his arm. And absolutely crushed my hand. <laughs> when he shook so it. we, yeah, we both shook his hand. We both said we're never washing our hands again. Sure enough, this is what my hand looks like now. But still, it's, it was still worth it. You know what I mean? So, good times. Uh, I'll throw one out there for you guys. And this man, who was with me? It, it might have been Joe. It might have been Rob. You guys might have been. There. I already know what you're gonna say. Do you? I already Frozen Fury? No, no, no. That's we'll say uh, that for that for the next time. But check this one out. This is in the forum. It was at the uh, forum. No, I was with you. Okay, maybe uh, it might be before you guys' time. I don't know. This is at the forum. I went to the forum, but not with you. Larry Robinson was the coach of the Kings at the time. I can't remember who who we were playing, but uh, the camera on on the, on the jumbotron zoomed in on on this uh, girl right on the screen. Where, she, I think she's wearing like a leather jacket. She's right on the glass. Camera zooms in on her. She flashes the crowd and everybody's like standing up cheering. And then they pan over to like Larry Robson. He's like red. He's like laughing. Everybody in the bench is like, eh. it was, it was an awesome King's memory for me. Hot girl flash in the crowd. Can you Good top times. that? Good times. Yeah. No, I want to, I want to add the one that I thought you were going to talk about. Let's hear it. Frozen Fury 2003. I think Rob was there too. We're all at the MGM grand circle bar. And uh, like, oh, hey, there's Jim Fox. And we start talking to him. And I don't even know what the hell we were talking about. But he full on. You talking about when the girls are walking by? Yeah. Let me me do the part right before you say it. So these these two girls are walking by as we're having a conversation with Jim Fox. And the girls go, Jimmy. And what what does he say, Joe? Said, uh, hold on. Keep your panties on. I'll be with you in a second. <laughs> that was awesome. <laughs> yeah, that was uh, good times. Good old Jimmy Fox. Why we love him? Yep. He wouldn't like us to air that, but yeah. you should air that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right, Kings trust, fans. Trust me, no one's watching, Joe. <laughs> no, no one's watching. <laughs> Maybe his wife is. You never know. <laughs> All right, Kings fans, that's our show for today. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and cross-check that notification bell. Until next time, stay classy. And go, Kings, go! Boilers, go, Kings.